Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 2, Episode 22, For Love or Money. The original air date for this episode was May the 4th, Star Wars Day, 1987. Uh, this is our season two finale. Yeah, all right. We, season two. We killed another one, um, and uh, the last uh, LA episode for a while. Mm. Uh, we're going to be moving to Vancouver starting next week. Um, this was directed by James L. Conway, who had previously directed Silent World and Birthday, and he'll direct four more after this. And it was written by uh, Doug Hayes Jr. Um, why don't we go over this one in brief? Uh, in this episode, MacGyver has to bust out a human rights activist from a mental institution right. in Czechoslovakia. Not unlike uh, season 121, Prisoner mm-hmm. of Conscience. Which was almost the finale. <laughs> yeah, very clearly. So it's like we're a year apart from this. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. This is, a, I think, the third or fourth example of essentially reusing a premise from the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very close. And in places, it seems like they're implying that it's actually the same mental hospital. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Um, but they only use like about half of it, and then there's other there's like a whole other part of it. It's like it's like they went through the entire Prisoner of Conscience episode, and, and then did they, a second episode. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's exactly. true. All the zoo stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, where does this one start? This one starts in Czechoslovakia with uh, Anton Dubček being arrested. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's being taken into custody while his wife Viera. Uh, is just basically just repeating his name over and over, calling to him like, "Oh, Anton, Anton." Yeah, just trying to incriminate him as much as possible. Yeah, he's Anton. He's the guy. This is the guy <laughs> you're after, Anton, Anton. Um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy these names here, but Yevgeny Zorkin and Emil Baranov are the agents who are arresting him, and they'll be the agents throughout the entire episode. Right. They're, they're the constant pursuers, the GRU. I, I think you did a fantastic job. Oh, good. Thank you. I, yeah, I try. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the camera work's kind of interesting there because it's a handheld stuff that we don't really see a lot of on yeah. the show. But, I mean, it's supposed to look like a cop's video, essentially, of yeah, like the exactly. guy getting arrested. And, and during the arrest, there we, we get glimpses of a photographer up in a window. Taking pictures. Yeah, taking pictures. Yeah. And we kind of go from one of those pictures. To Pete showing the picture to, yeah. to MacGyver. I, 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 I eat those kind of transitions up. I yeah, love yeah. it. Like... Um, when they did it in uh, the uh, Family Matter episode. Right, right, like yeah. Like when it was like the, the, the terrorist video and it kind of just moves in from the TV. <laughs> uh, but, and it's uh, because of me, you can be sure of that. <laughs> That's my family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now we're in Pete's office. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's showing uh, MacGyver the pictures and talking about Anton and MacGyver seems really impressed by whoever was able to get into Czechoslovakia and out with the pictures uh, and figures that person might be a good person to contact for his for the attempted breakout. Right. So he says, oh, I would really like to meet him. And he's all, you got it. <laughs> like, kind of like, almost yeah. like, uh. Um, and he gestures behind him, and then that's when we meet Diana Rogers. Right. Who they apparently have a history, though we haven't seen this character right. before. Yeah. She's, she's, a, she's a mercenary for hire. Uh, apparently, the last mission that they did together, they were supposed to be stealing some documents, but at the same time, in the safe that had the documents also had a ton of money, and right. she took all the money and kind of left Ma- MacGyver out to dry. Yeah. 
but uh, they still managed to pull the, the document. Yeah, the mission off. was a yeah. success either way. Um, so MacGyver isn't really happy to see her at all and uh, definitely doesn't want to work with her. And uh, Pete kind of goads him into it by bringing up, like, you know, it's, it's not about you or her. It's about getting this guy out of out of this institution. He's he's a, you know, he's a humanitarian. His group is called Humanity. Kind of uninspired. But, yeah. Um, and it's also kind of confusing later on when people are saying stuff and they're just using the word humanity yeah. in a sentence that <laughs> it seems like they could be just referring to humanity. I'm a member of humanity. What? It's like, but humanity is is not allowed, or something like that. It's like, what? Is this V? Yeah, just give it a give it a name. Uh, so Mac begrudgingly agrees. I even use that word in my notes, so I read it. <laughs> <laughs> agrees to go. Um, and uh, they're to fly to Vienna, and then from Vienna, pretend to be honeymooners crossing the border into Czechoslovakia. Right. Because that's where you want to go. Into, you know, into the Iron Curtain for right, your honeymoon. Yeah. It's like a striped honeymoon. <laughs> they just don't have the uh, urban assault vehicle yeah, at their Yeah, that's disposal. what they need. They need the, the EM-50. It's a tank or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> got to take it out for a wash. Uh, oh, God. You know, it, it made me realize that John Larroquette had not done enough movies. Yeah. Like, thinking about his part in Stripes, like... I was like, he's really funny in that. Yeah, he's really good. And the few other movies that he did, but anyway, getting off topic, but I was thinking about that. <laughs> um, uh, their contact for getting them across the border is this hired gun that uh, Diane is familiar with, this guy named Krug. Yeah. Um, who's very talky. Like, he just keeps talking and talking and talking. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, his accent gets a little... Like, Muddled. Yeah. He kind of slips back and forth between whatever accents he's pretending to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's almost playing like the the too stereotypical immigrant. Like, oh, yeah, smooch, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, okay, we get it. You're, you're a local. Yeah, um, but he's, he's basically um, just playing into them being a couple and just mm-hmm. keeps like leaning heavy on that. And it's bothering MacGyver because he's terrible undercover. Yeah, and also, though suspiciously he's asking a lot of questions about where they're going what they plan to do when they get there and, yeah uh and so you know uh, even diana's kind of like dude just drive the car yeah stop asking uh and when they get to the border obviously coming out of uh austria they don't have any problems yeah but uh making their way into uh czechoslovakia and uh you know they're stopped and kind of asked a couple questions and and this border at Czechoslovakia is the same border they've used a number of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think w- I recognize it the most from the opening gambit, well, semi-opening gambit from uh, Enemy Within mm-hmm. when they're rolling down the hill. Yeah. Um, but just... yeah, it's the same checkpoint. It, I think it, I think when we spoke with Michael Goodwin, he had said that this was like Griffith Park or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they just take these little booths out yeah. with these arms and... Drive through the arms. Yeah. Every, <laughs> Every time. time they have to build a new arm for it. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they, they, they managed to, uh, talk their way through the border, but as they're driving away, the, one of the border guards just kind of like leers at them as they drive away. So he's yeah. kind of like, Ooh, did he let them through or does he know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm giving away things, I guess maybe, but I, like I was watching, <laughs> when I'm watching the episode, I, even for were, the first time, yeah, I was just like, up on. this is strange. Um, 
And so the plan is for Krug to drop them off where there's another car that they're going to trade up to. Right. And uh, uh, Krug has to meet them back here at 5 o'clock. So they really, this whole plan needs to be done in the, in the day. Yeah. Like this, over the course of this day, they need to get to the institution, get them out, and meet back here. And we're presuming that this is probably early morning. So yeah, yeah. That, that only leaves them like eight hours to get this whole mission done. Uh, Six of which he'll spend on, on MacGyverism. Yeah. Pretty soon. <laughs> he spends a lot of time working on that stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, the car that Krug leaves them is kind of a junker. Yeah. Uh, and uh, It doesn't even start when they first get exactly. into it. Exactly. Which seems to be a common problem for these Czechoslovakian vehicles throughout yeah. this episode. And she, she makes some kind of a point. Like, she just kind of throws up her arms and says, okay, well, fix it. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you're the one who... And then she mentions, like, two MacGyverisms from their previous mission. Yeah, like, you short-circuited the security system with half a lemon and uh, did all this other stuff. Yeah, but one of them was actually based on something that he's done on the show before. I'm trying to remember which one it was. You're the one who picked the embassy lock with the light bulb filament and ground-up pencil lead. But, yeah, um, she just is familiar with his uh, his abilities. Mm -hmm. And so then he, he applies a little percussive maintenance. He yeah. Just, leans over and smacks the steering column and apparently that knocks things into place. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, and she, and but in order to do that he has to put her in an awkward position. Yeah, he doesn't have to. <laughs> but he does it. He like yeah. pulls her head down into his lap or something. Yeah, it was kind of like what? And yeah. she even mentions it uh, you know, so I thought you were putting the moves on me. He's like, I don't know if that's putting the moves on you. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> really uh that's a really terrible game if that's how you put the moves on a girl. Like, "Hey, look, your face is in my lap." <laughs> How did that happen? What? What's going on? Anyway, but the car's working now. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they drive it up to like a bend in the road that overlooks the hospital. And the, there's a picnic lunch that Krug had packed for them, I guess, like just so they could kind of do some surveillance and check the guards and whatnot. Yeah. But still kind of be under the guise that they're uh, just a couple out on the road. Yeah. And uh, it's at this point that we get the most marvelous uh, pun where... Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they're they're having their picnic out on the hill, and um, the police start to approach, and uh, and so immediately they start pretending. Well, they start actually making out. Yeah. To imply that they are this couple on their honeymoon, but the police approach anyway, and she starts speaking to them in in fluent Czech, mm -hmm. and then he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you spoke Czech." Yeah, it's like it was a correspondence school. Oh, like Czech is in the mail. <laughs> Which is like, they, that's probably where the germ of this episode was. Someone came up with the check is in the mail joke. <laughs> and built a whole episode around it. That's my theory. Uh, and he even, he even gives himself a little chuckle. Yeah. Like a sensible chuckle. Is like, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, it also reminds me of this <laughs> picture I saw on the internet. Like a convenience store that says, no checks, but like checks as in like a check to cash. Yeah. But then it below that says checks welcome as in Czechoslovakians welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was clever. Um, so uh, their plan is to like get into the hospital, but they have to get through the main gate. And so MacGyver cooks up a, a little bit of fake blood with what appears to be ketchup. Yeah, I think it was ketchup and something else he mixes together. Like and she, it was, it it was the face. champagne. But the ketchup comes out almost like frosting, and so I wasn't sure if it was ketchup. Yeah. But it must have been. Yeah. Because um, I don't see why they would have red frosting with them. But uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know where you're going to need red frosting. No, red but, dye number five. 
Yeah, uh, so they, they pull up to the, the barricade outside the, the hospital, and mm-hmm. he's got just blood smeared all over his face. Yeah. And she's like, please help, my husband is, is hurt. Yeah, and she, she's saying that in English, and then she pretends to, like, fumble through uh, Czechoslovakian, yeah. like, to, like, like I need, uh, blah, 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 like, um, and we get no, we get no subtitles, which is interesting. Like, uh, all the time that she's speaking Czech and people are speaking Czech to them or yelling things, we never see subtitles. And even when we watch these episodes with the, uh, the, the... Yeah, with the, the subtitles on on Netflix. Yeah, um, it just says speaking Czech. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Evidently Netflix does not speak fluent Czech. Yeah. Uh, I always get worried when they do that because like, are they keeping information from us? Uh, like, <laughs> or, or are they just like not actually speaking? Yeah, they're just saying, I don't speak a word of Czech yeah. in, in Czech. Um, so they're allowed into the, into the grounds. Right. But it's funny because once they get into the grounds, it's like the guards never reported, hey, we got like, we got an injured couple coming in. Yeah, that, like as soon as they they get through the door, they kind of like pull over to the side, and then they're just immediately like walking around freely. Yeah, they're just walking around. No one, no one follows them in or makes sure that they're getting taken care of. Also, is this an actual like medical hospital, or is it just a psychiatric hospital? Um, I think it's I think it's just a psychiatric hospital. However, I think that they um, might have something to help. Yeah, like I think I think most hospitals have a duty, I think, of some kind to. To accept an injured person. Even in Czechoslovakia? Yeah, especially in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> um, so their their plan, uh, which is going to take 15 minutes. <laughs> it takes longer than that just watching it. <laughs> um, is for them to split up. She's going to steal an ambulance. And, uh, and then MacGyver's going to go in and do all the stuff to get Dubček out. Right. And, and meet them outside of Dubček's uh, cell slash... Uh, room yeah and and it's kind of weird like 15 minutes like doesn't one that doesn't seem like enough time right but when you're watching it sure does yeah but uh, when they're um when macgyver enters the hospital we're, we're starting to get voiceover because now he's by himself mm-hmm. and uh for all the voiceover he's making comments that that seem to imply that he's been here before mm-hmm. and it feels like he's talking about the place from Prisoner of Conscience, mostly because when he's talking to Pete, Pete says, oh, you broke a guy out of there last year. Yeah. And they had, they had broken um, Alexander uh, Karsoff or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting confused because the, the guy Kossoff is in the next Yeah, Kossoff is, is, yeah. Um, but um, what, what's weird is that, because Pete in that line says, Pete says, uh, you broke you him broke out. Him out. Yeah. When, when it was, that was a... Uh, they were both because like that was an important mission to him personally yeah and actually macgyver wasn't even supposed to go along with him yeah but um but it's very clearly not the same hospital mm because the architecture of that hospital is very interesting yeah and i think that hospital was in was in russia proper yeah that in the episode it's supposed to be in russia so either this is the same hospital or he's referring back to some other mission we never Mm -hmm. saw so uh macgyver very casually just picks up a box like from a bunch of people making deliveries and walks in, uh, and then immediately just kind of like just starts walking around. No one, no one stops him. He he grabs a cart of food, yeah, and walks it down a hallway and then enters a laboratory. Um, I guess the premise of this whole situation is that the staff is all at lunch, right? Because from his previous experience at the hospital, he knows that the staff goes on lunch before the patients do, mm-hmm. and so this is that time. So. He is now, uh, 
uh, in the lab with like you know you put MacGyver in a lab he's going to be able to do anything right um, and so he's looking for he needs two things he needs a way to get Dubcheck out of his cell but he also needs a way to divert people in order to get him into the cell block area right so he's looking for two separate recipes yeah uh, we and we're, we kind of cut back and forth between him walking around the lab and Diana going through the process of stealing an ambulance. But her part of this mission is, I mean, in real life, I think hers is the harder part, but it's very simple Yeah. in the context of the show. Um, they, they spend, they, they, they keep coming back and forth to her just like getting into the ambulance and then back to MacGyver and then her starting the ambulance and then back to MacGyver and then her yeah. driving the ambulance. It's like, her part is... Yeah, it's it, not interesting filmically. Yeah, exactly. We don't need to see any part of that, except for her getting into it. Mm-hmm. But this is where we spend a lot of time with MacGyver in this episode, going through all the intricate processes of his little MacGyverisms. Yeah. Uh, he finds a stuff called carbon black, which I looked up, and I guess it's like a pretty widely used thing. I don't see it much in the medical field. In, yeah. On, on the Wikipedia, it seems to be mostly like a coloring agent and a strengthening agent for rubbers and and uh, food packaging and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but they have it there, and. Uh, uh, there's even it makes about, a perfect like smoke screen. Yeah, well, there was even stuff about it being like a carcinogen, which made me really nervous oh, God. when he uses this as That's a terrible. as a smoke screen. Um, uh, and he also ha- he there's a couple like gas tanks, like a like a, I'm, I could assume helium or hydrogen or oxygen. We don't know. There's just yeah. like, not like fuel gas. My guess like, is oxygen, unless they just make a lot of balloons for people yeah. at this hospital. <laughs> Get well soon. <laughs> um, you know, because they, they have the, the Alzheimer's wing, so you have to keep making get well soon balloons yep. for them. Aww. Every day is your birthday. <laughs> Cheer up. Um, and so he takes a like a rubber medical glove and uh, immediately pokes a hole in it. Right. And then seals it up with a piece of tape and then pours the powder in and then inflates the glove with the gas. Right. And then ties it off. So he's got like this... He's got this powder, this very fine powder-filled balloon. Yeah. And what he does is he tapes the balloon to the inside of a lid of the food-carrying thing that he brought. It was just, just full of, like, potatoes. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if they were cooked or not. No. Um, I'm sure they weren't. Uh, but it looks like they were about to serve them <laughs> later on. But anyway, the whole premise of this is that when someone lifts the lid, it peels the tape off the hole in the balloon. and Which just starts blasting... All this powder. Cancer into the air. Yeah, all this carcinogen into their mouths. So that's the distraction. Uh, the The next step is for a way to get him out of the cell, which he's going to make some, uh, pretty much some nitroglycerin yeah. out of uh, some nitroglycerin tablets. Um, he just kind of smashes them in a mortar and pestle very lightly and mixes them with alcohol, which I don't yeah. know if like the alcohol is supposed to bring it out or... Uh, just to thin out the mixture. I'm not sure. What yeah, the it seems was. like just the breaking it up like that would be pretty scary. Yeah. But then I don't know. Um, but he uses it to turn it into like a like a paste. It's a it's yeah. like a very thick kind of uh, plaster almost. I would say. Yeah. And he folds it up into a nice piece of paper, and he says, "If anyone bumps into me, it would be memorable." <laughs> uh, yeah. So he kind of. Pockets that into a lab coat and switches in. Now he's like in a lab coat to suck guys. And he wheels out the food cart back out. But we spent so much time in here. It it, it was almost a little boring to watch. Watch yeah. this whole process. 
they do overdo it. Uh, but he takes his food back, uh, the food back out, and places it with the other food that's going to be delivered to the patients. And immediately, like he's, it's not even there for ten seconds before mm-hmm. someone goes to try and open the thing. Yeah, like they, they they start wheeling it towards the 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 patient wing, get past the first security guard, and just immediately just rip it open. Yeah. And uh, you know the nurse is calling for the guard to open the door because I guess they can't open it f- even from the inside. Uh, and so you know the guard quickly opens the door and gets everyone out, and MacGyver quickly like. And now addressed as a doctor, kind of like he's like, oh, you know, saying stuff in Czechoslovakia, and probably like, you know, go get out of here, get out, get safety. Yeah. And in the in a quick j- grab, he takes the nurse's key. That's only like one of those retractable. Yeah, rings, and he snips it off. Mm-hmm. And does this like key flip into his palms, which I think we've seen him do before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's in the wing, and finds Dubček's cell, and this is where things start to get weird. Yeah. Because he goes into Dubček's cell, and he's having a really hard time waking him up. Yeah. Like, he, does this Dubček not hearing the alarms Or is he, off? like, very heavily medicated? Right? It's like, uh, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's something. Yeah. And he, but he recognizes that this is a guy who's in his room, and he says, I'm going to get you out of here. Yeah, he's he's making it very clear what his intentions are for this scene. Yeah. He's woken him up, and he says, look, we're going to get you out of here. And uh, the character, Anton Dubček, by the way, we should mention, was played by Walter Addison, who's been in a lot of stuff, not a lot of huge roles, but um, he did play Lee Iacocca in uh, The, the Watchmen. Watchmen. Um, but yeah, then they, they pull, and it's even more like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest than Prisoner of Conscience, because now instead of sneaking out the front door they're literally just busting open the window with something mm-hmm. and then cl- jumping out the window yeah almost the same way they did at the end of one flew over the cuckoo's nest but the whole time anton's like all right here we go okay we're good we're breaking this window now yeah climbing out the window with you uh, he 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 must understand everything about this situation that's going on yeah they're the, the gru agents arrive um and they're trying to get into his room and they're shooting the lockout yeah um macgyver takes the you know the the nitro paste and Blows out a window with it. Yeah. And but he and but he has to go through all this whole process of like building a shield. Dubček has to be putting these pieces together. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't understand what's happening. Even to the point where they jump out of a window. Yeah. And then they run to the ambulance. Mm-hmm. They get in the ambulance and they drive out of yeah. the base. And then he waits until this moment to turn to them and say, "Oh no, you got you got to take me back. I can't. I can't, I can't escape." Out. They got my wife. They're yeah. going to kill her if you take me out of there. It's like all of this information would have been useful when we were breaking you out. Yeah. Unless, the only thing I can fathom is that maybe Dubček thought that there was a fire and they couldn't go out that way. And this was the only way out of the building. Yeah. But even but then. But there were people like trying to shoot the door open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's too much like, I mean, I guess they would still have to take him even if. He said, "You can't let me. You can't have me escape because they have my wife." Yeah. Um, I think that you. Which is a plot device that'll get reused in the next episode, essentially. Yeah. Except it's not a wife; it's an ex-girlfriend, but. It's somebody else's wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and so now that they've escaped, uh, you know, they're kind of like deciding what to do. Like MacGyver's gone for some reason. Like uh, we don't we don't see the scene where he left. We just come back to Diana and Dubček by themselves. Yeah. And he's kind of still upset, but kind of calming down. And then all of a sudden, MacGyver appears with a truck full of hay. <laughs> it's yeah. like, 
what was his plan to do? What, <laughs> what where, where did you go? Um, and uh, Diana's really upset that he bought the truck. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of a weird situation because we don't know what the plan was. But MacGyver is coming up with his own plan now to rescue Vieira, Anton Dubček's wife. Right. From wherever she might be being held. Which conveniently, Anton Dubček knows. Yeah, he knows exactly where. Because for whatever reason, they told him where they're keeping her. Yeah. I mean, we get, I guess it becomes clear later why they told him that. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, it's, and I guess it's pretty close by. Because they just... Because immediately they're at the cabin where... Yeah. And this is all still the same day. Um, and and they're still, they still have to meet Krug at 5. Yeah. Like, this is all still needs to be done before 5 o'clock. So, they get to the house, and... They see Vera. Uh, I keep wanting to say Vera, but I don't know if that's like the English pronunciation. But I'm gonna keep saying Vera. Um, and they see her being escorted out of the house, which he says is like a holding facility, and it doesn't look, really look like a facility. Yeah. It just looks like a house. Um, and uh, Anton seems to know that they're gonna take her back to the regional headquarters, and. But MacGyver asks him if he knows where, like, any shortcuts so we can head him off. Yeah. And he says, oh, of course. You know, like, he, this is his, this is, these are his stomping grounds. He knows, he knows where things are. Um, so they stage a, a wreck with the truck and the hay. Yeah. And, and they just lay out in the street. Yeah. And the GRU car comes by and they seem overly concerned for being GRU agents. Yeah. I, that's, like, a mistake that's made twice in this episode because I don't think they would have let this woman in even if her husband's head was bleeding. Yeah. And then this whole scene, it's like, no, they would just drive around this accident yeah. and keep going and report it to someone. If, if that, even. Yeah, maybe. Like, these are, like, KGB-style kind of agents. Like, they don't care. Yeah. They've got a mission to get this guy where he needs, the uh, Viera, where she needs to go. Yeah. They they wouldn't goof around with this kind of stuff. Yeah, they don't have time for this. Um, but they stop. And uh, uh, one goes to check on Diana who's laying down by the truck and she pulls a gun on him. And when she sees that, when the guy, the other guard sees that he pulls a gun out and MacGyver just kind of comes around from behind him and puts duct tape over his yeah. eyes, which, which is a terrible idea for someone holding a gun with their finger on a trigger. Yeah. I guess, I guess he would be afraid to shoot for fear that he might hit his friend. But again, these are KGB people. So they, he would be just be like, Oh, well, or shoot the hostage. Or even better, just turn around with the gun and just start shooting behind me. Yeah, and, yeah. Because yeah. odds are the person who's behind me. Yeah, grab that guy because your arms are still free. Yeah. Turn around and shoot whoever duct taped your eyes. <laughs> it, it was a very bad plan on yeah. MacGyver's part. Um, it would have almost made more sense to put it over his mouth, because then he would have been like more in shock, and like turn around, and that's when MacGyver could have punched him or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did not like this scene. Um, and uh, so they decide to trade up their cars, though, so they steal the GRU agent car. Right, because they don't feel like tipping the hay baler back up on its wheels. Yeah. and uh, But they also, uh, MacGyver takes a piece of the wire from the hay bales before he leaves. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Just in case I need it for some reason. Which I immediately do. Yeah. So they meet up with Krug, who's, who's waiting for them, and... Uh, he says, "Oh, everything goes planned, you know, blah blah blah." It's like, and then Krug just kind of like, you know, it says something along the lines of like, "Now the honeymoon is really over," and he blows his lips as a, you know, like, "I can't do that whistle 
where you put your two fingers in your mouth and whistle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. But that's what he does. And a whole bunch of Border Patrol guards swarm out around them, all armed with AK-47s, as is the style. Uh, So now here they are trapped in the car. They got their hands up. And, uh, but MacGyver has rigged up the hay baling wire to the car battery right. and then to the skin of the car. So, so essentially the entire outside of the car is charged electrically from the yeah. car battery. And, uh, so Krug is telling them to get out, which obviously they don't want to do cause they don't want to touch the car. Um, so MacGyver comes up with this thing. Oh, well, we're worried if we put our hands down that these guys will think that we're going for a weapon or something. So, and so Krug. Krug. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so Krug barks orders at them, and, and apparently both guards grab the doors at the exact same time. So they both get zapped. Yeah, and uh, but MacGyver then says, now, like like he's almost like timid about it, saying yeah. now. It, it it was such a weird line reading. Yeah. It's like the guards get knocked out, and he just kind of goes, now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, be like, more energized. Come on, yeah. get You're in. Trying get... to get everyone's attention. You want everyone to hear this word. Yeah. Um, so they grab the guards, and then the uh, I can't remember if Diana fires a few shots, but she definitely takes aim at Krug, and tells them to to hold it. And uh, we don't know what she does with them. I'm assuming they they, they duct tape them like they did the GRU agents. T- they they duct taped him to the car, so he's just slowly getting electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> Even though a car battery is not enough to do that. Yeah. Um, so now they take Krug's car. <laughs> yeah, they just keep trading up. Um, which was good because as they're approaching the border, the, the guards say, oh, it's Krug. Yeah. Uh, so they, they recognize the car. But MacGyver had taken um, a couple of grenades off of the border agents that they captured. This is another classic MacGyver using a grenade as a distraction. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> o- only, only this one is not active. Right. Because in, in the escape, he threw an active grenade. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so they pull up to the border, and they, they go, where's Krug? Uh, and he's like, oh, he got tied up, but he wanted me to give you this. <laughs> yeah. And tosses the grenade into the guy's hand. And, and then books it through the Yeah, gate. and so, like, the guy drops the grenade, and everyone dives out of the way. And they crash through the border fence. And then slow to a stop at the next gate. <laughs> yeah. Like 20 feet down the road. I don't know what the rules are for border crossings. Yeah. But it seems to me if you break through the border on one side... You might as well do it on the other side. Yeah. Or but, or even so, would the other side be willing to let you in? Yeah, it seems just like they'd because be like, you broke uh, this through? is an incident now. Yeah. We, we, have, we can't... You're, there, there's an issue. I mean, we may not be on the best of terms with this country, but we still have to report to people, and so do they. Yeah, I have to talk to this guy every day. <laughs> <laughs> we have lunch. This is gonna be so make lunch so awkward. This is gonna make tomorrow's picnic really awkward. I was gonna propose. <laughs> um, Gay marriage is only legal right here in this space between the two borders. <laughs> yeah, it's it's international waters. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they get to the other side, and and the other guy, the guards realize that the grenade was a fake, and. Um, and, but then they're just kind of let in. And from there, we cut instantly to a plane descending on LAX. Yeah, they're already back back home. And I guess, because, uh, uh, you know, they got, uh, they got Vieira now. And, uh, but I guess the GRU agents were on the same flight. 
because as soon as they get there, they're also there. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> yeah, they must have been on the same play. Uh, it's like the Amazing Race. They're just like three seats back. Like, oh, when we land, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a, a kids in the hall. It was like a a police chase. And like, like they're driving and driving like a car, and they they both pull into a gas station, and they're both furiously, angrily like filling up their cars and like shaking their fists at each other. That's funny. Um. So I guess the plan is for for them to stay at MacGyver's place temporarily. Well, one while they're waiting for the money. Um, we did. We should mention that both MacGyver and Diana were promised uh, half a million dollars, a quarter million dollars each. Right. Yeah. Half a million dollars. Splitting total. half a million dollars. So while MacGyver, Pete, and Anton go to the Phoenix Foundation to kind of deal with the government side of things, uh, when they get back, the MacGyver's apartment's open, and Diana has been knocked out, and Vera's just completely gone. Right. And we get another one of those situations where the phone instantly rings the moment they walk in. Yeah, it's we, exactly like out in the cold. They yeah. had someone in there in MacGyver's loft. Then that person got kidnapped. There was one person left at the scene. Yeah. The place is demolished, and there's the phone ringing. Yeah, and it's just like they must have been calling every ten minutes yeah. to make sure someone was there. But uh, they put him. Pete puts the the phone on speaker, and uh, it's uh, Zorkin, one of the agents, saying that they have Vera and that they need to make the exchange. Like he needs to give himself up, and they wants to meet at the LA Zoo. And they're actually at the LA Zoo. For yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess maybe they they just thought, oh, you know, we need to have like a really crazy location for a finale. For the finale, yeah. Uh, and what better place than to have the zoo? Although I, I thought for I sure like someone that. was gonna like fall into like a tiger pit, and they were gonna do yeah, like that's a, true. They should have done something. Like a. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> um. So Anton is waiting, like, out by himself with, like, Pete, Diana, and MacGyver kind of, like, looking on from a distance. Pete goes off to check on the rest of the backup that they have around the park. And uh, MacGyver and Diana have this kind of kind of a crazy little moment here that they have to talk. Yeah. Because Diana talks about how guilty she felt about leaving MacGyver, at, you know, at the Pentagon mission. And she was saying how she felt so bad about it that she was really vo- feeling vulnerable and she started seeing this guy while she was out in the, in Europe. And it turns out, you know, she started to even let her guard down for this guy who turned out to be a KGB agent right. sent in to seduce her to get the documents back. Yeah. And apparently there was some kind of scuffle between the two where she managed to get to her weapon first and killed him. And it's just like, that's a pretty crazy scenario. Yeah. Uh, I almost want to see that. Like, I yeah, almost yeah, wanted yeah. to see that as in an episode, uh, because yeah, that's, that's just really intense. And and she even like sheds a few tears, kind of like coming to grips with her own vulnerabilities and uh, and you know, and I guess they felt like they needed some kind of closure or explanation yeah. for her, uh, and or just an excuse to, for MacGyver to comfort. A woman again in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, it's a though, staple of the series. At this yeah, point. Mac- MacGyver is always kissing the ladies. And a lot of the time, they're exes of his who left him. 
mm-hmm. for some reason. Although it, it doesn't seem like these two ever had any romantic entanglement. No, but they they were, they were kind of partners. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it, it's at this point that Vera makes contact with Anton. Like she kind of like sidles up to him, um, and and she says, "You have to do exactly as I say, or they'll kill us." And somehow they just vanish into a crowd. Yeah. It was. It's a really neat camera trick because. Like, they must have been moving perfectly in line with these people who walk by in front of the camera. Yeah. Because they, they're gone at the moment this crowd passes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they they start kind of fanning out the park, trying to figure out which way they went, even though it's kind of obvious that they must have gone in the direction of this that, crowd. That same crowd is still all moving as a group. Yeah. Um, but Anton and Vera are running when we next catch up with them, and they kind of run off to, like, a almost like a, like a maintenance road of the zoo, like, not actually part of the touristy part of the zoo yeah and this is when Vieira pulls a gun on anton for this crazy twist in this episode which is just a mirroring of the exact situation that diana just mentioned yeah um and uh so yeah she has been deep cover kgb uh sent in to keep an eye on, i guess keep an eye on humanity right the organization and when they realized that it was becoming a problem they had to initiate these protocols um, and this is where you were talking about why she was at this facility because Anton is supposed to be in custody. So right. she could go back to be doing her agent thing. Yeah. But when they found out he escaped, they had to go get her and say, okay, he's going to come looking for you. So you, we need to get you back into, into the field right? to pose as his wife again so we can lure him back in. Yeah. And it's also why I'm sure they had some agent like, like just nearby say to him, oh, by the way, your wife is being kept here. Or yeah. say it to someone else and let him overhear it, so that way they knew if he ever escapes, he's going to come and try and get her, and then yeah. we have someone on the inside. Exactly. It's like a good plan. Yeah. Because it, it, it pretty much worked. Because Vieira even shoots him. Uh, like yeah. She, she shoots him in the chest, and she's going to go for the headshot. Yeah. But that's when MacGyver runs up and... With one of these toys. Oh, no, this is not yet. Yeah, he doesn't have a toy. Oh, yeah. A couple of times, though, these toys have been inserted with kids playing them and running and running them around. It's like those 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 uh, ribbed tubes that you just spin around and yeah, it makes and like a make, buzzing sound. Yeah, they make like a little whirring sound, which seems to me very inappropriate to have at a zoo with sensitive animals. Yeah, it would scare them. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a bad move. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Vieira opened fire at MacGyver with crowds of people around. Yeah. Like, you don't know where these bullets are going. Luckily, she misses MacGyver. So <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. Father of four dead. <laughs> um, so she runs off and signals to, to uh, uh, Zorkin and the other agent that uh, she's killed Anton. Because as far as she knows, she has, because she shot him in the chest. Um, uh, so MacGyver takes off after them. And Diana goes to Anton and realizes that, uh, you know, they, they had put a vest on him, a bulletproof vest on right. him, just in case. Yeah. Um, and so everyone thinks that he's dead, at least for the moment, so they have no reason to stick around. Yeah, the their zoo. mission is accomplished. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, so now Mac, Pete, and Diana are kind of like fanning out over the park because the even Vera and the other agents kind of separate. Um, MacGyver... Uh, Dives off like a overpass, like a touristy kind of person yeah. overpass bridge. Dives off and gets one while Vieira gets away. 
and then Diana just comes out of nowhere yeah. and tackles Vieira hard. She it's like a football tackle. Like she yeah. hits her in the waist and they spin around onto the concrete. Yeah. Um it's a it was an intense move. The last tackle we saw like that, I think was was partners where mm. Pete's trying to get a shot on uh on this woman. He thought it was a woman, but it was Murdoch and then yeah. MacGyver jumps and tackles him from behind. Yeah. And it's just like the people on the show, like, they can jump, like, six, seven feet just straight mm-hmm. out and hit someone. It's pretty amazing looking. Uh, so MacGyver knocks out, uh, kind of knocks the gun out of this first guard. And then uh, the other GRU agent is up on the bridge where he jumped off of and has, pulls a gun on him. And so Mac- MacGyver is forced to, like, put his hands up. But he sees Pete coming up behind him. He goes, take him, Pete. And the guard's all, oh, I'm supposed to look now, right? And Pete just flaunts. Yeah, and as much as that's like, oh, it's the hilarious joke where the guy doesn't believe that the person's behind you. But MacGyver maybe shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's just telegraphing the move and putting Pete in needless danger. <laughs> yeah, I can just see Pete. He's like, take him, Pete. The or guy Pete's just all... turns around and shoots Pete. <laughs> <laughs> or Pete's just going, what the frick are you doing, man? <laughs> I almost had him. I was being so sneaky. Um, and that's when the other guy pulls the knife. Uh, and these other... and. Some kids who were, had those little uh, noisemakers had left the scene and, like, dropped them on the, on the ground. Yeah, because kids are terrible. Yeah. You know how much those things cost at the zoo? <laughs> $18. <laughs> um, they last for a week because the plastic just gives out after you spun it around yeah, so just times. rots. Um, so this guy's, like, swiping at MacGyver with his knife, which, what's the point, really? I mean, just to slash him. He's not going to kill him like that. He's not stabbing. Yeah, and also, he has no no way of escaping. Pete's got a gun. And so even if he stabs MacGyver and MacGyver's taken down, Pete's going to shoot him. Yeah. The, the, he, he might as well give up, but he still decides to fight. And Pete I was I was reading, a, no, no, it was an interview on the Cracked podcast where they were talking to a guy who's done a lot of undercover stuff. And um, in part of it, he was saying that I think he was talking about people who work in prisons and how often people get stabbed in prisons, Mm -hmm. but that it's almost impossible to die from a prison stabbing. Like, people get stabbed, like, 80, 90 times and survive it because it's just, like, it's it's not... That's not how you kill a person. Yeah. It needs to be, like, a deep stab and, like, a slash and, like, you need to be cutting things open. But if you're just stabbing a person, it's not not usually going to kill them. Well, most people don't know the the, uh, the Gangs of New York... Right, uh, Daniel yeah. Daniel Lewis, you got to go for the back into the kidney. And yeah. Showing him like on a pig, like this is where you need to stab <laughs> if you're going to kill someone. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you're ever trying to murder, a yeah, person, yeah, you, you go for the kidneys. Go They're in the back. They're York. not in the front. They're in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so MacGyver picks up the noisemaker, and is using it kind of like to as like a deflection. Yeah. Like trying to almost maybe trying to even wrap it around his arm to try to get the guy. Yeah. Um, uh, so now the, the guy's like making these like jabby, stabbing. jabby yeah. motions and MacGyver just takes the open end of the tube and puts it around the knife and then, you know, like just, it's, he's sheathing the knife. Yeah. And then just hits the guy. But if the knife was like slightly wider than the diameter of the tube, this would just be slicing into yeah, his fingers. Yeah, he slices his hands open. Um, I'm not certain that it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> They don't really go in. Like the guy who gives a thumbs up and there's just blood oozing from his hand. The top half of his thumb is just hanging backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so 
from here we roll into the classic Act 5 button yeah. of the episode. Where, uh, where Anton is a complete idiot. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, well, there was a $500,000 reward that got split between these two agents. And there was a magic $250,000 donation to it, your organization. Here's the thing. It was only 200000 Oh, was it? Yeah. So, so he didn't even give all of it? He didn't give all of it. He just he gave 200000 I'm like, I have her. <laughs> and I was like, like, what? What did he do with that other... Okay, good way to go, MacGyver. He was just like, well, someone anonymously donated $200,000. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and here's your money. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll donate mine too. And he's like, two? What does that mean? Yeah. Anyway, thanks. Well, yeah, because like, it's like, even Pete and Diane are going like, oh, probably some anonymous donor, some hopeless do-gooder, as they're looking at MacGyver. Yeah. And and Diana gives 20000 20,000, yeah. Even though MacGyver says, you're going to give 200,000? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 20,000 in the 80s is still pretty generous. Yeah. It's not 200,000, but then 200 is not 250, so. Yeah, exactly. They're both terrible as far as I'm concerned. And and MacGyver brings up a point here uh, when, because he says that the Phoenix Foundation pays all of his expenses. Yeah. And and I was wondering if that includes the his apartment. Um, his living expenses. Yeah, they don't really say. Because if he's not if he's not keeping his money, because in the in the in the the uh, Carol Vernay DOA MacGyver, he even says that he doesn't get paid. That he, they the Phoenix Foundation does favors for him. Yeah. Like they give a scholarship. You know, he gets a bike. He doesn't get paid in the traditional sense. Hmm. So the foundation must be paying for everything. It's starting to make a lot more sense that um, Kelly was like had no money from a lifetime of savings yeah so smart with this money it's like well yeah because phoenix foundation doesn't pay anybody that works there Mm -hmm. even the it guy and uh and so that's where the episode ends on this kind of like happy moment of uh humanity yeah they tricked everyone into giving money to humanity which is secretly like a child slave organization (laughs) yeah (laughs) but we don't we don't cover that in the episode no no it's fine netflix and chill (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, uh, this was an okay episode. I I think it's not super exciting for a season finale, but yeah. they cover a lot of locations. They have a, a good final sequence at the zoo. Um, I feel like they they worried they weren't doing enough sciencey MacGyverisms, and that's why we spend so much time on that one in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, it 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 was a lot of like, oh, I'm in a lab and I can make nitroglycerin and make uh, smoke, cancer gas. <laughs> It's, it seems like anything he could have used in that lab would have been a great distraction. Yeah. Um, even even to the point of just setting off the fire alarm. That seemed yeah. to be all it took. Yeah. Um, but he went for the elaborate... Uh, or he could have done what he did last time. He was escaping the same hospital, which was drug everyone. Yeah. And then they just let you leave. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's one thing you're guaranteed to have at a psychiatric hospital in Czechoslovakia. Some kind of a sedative or mm-hmm. hallucinogen that's going to make everybody just wacky. And he didn't have the opportunity to uh, make a glue-handled mop to yeah. distract yeah. an orderly. To trap someone in a closet. <laughs> I'll, I'll have him touch this mop and he'll be stuck in here. <laughs> he can't go anywhere with a mop. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Luckily, the political prisoner was there to help him out. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it was an okay episode. I, I, I had some good times. I thought I felt like this character of Diana was going to be like a major player, uh, like a returner, like just like a, a Terry Hatcher was supposed to be. Yeah. Working for the Foundation now. Yeah, that, um, that just gets dropped immediately. Mm-hmm. As does this character of Diana. Right, yeah. We I don't think we see her again at all. Um, it's funny, too, that this episode is supposed to be... I mean, it seems like it's supposed to be a return to the Prisoner of Conscience Hospital, but we have had two characters from that episode in this season mm-hmm. that were not in this episode. Yeah. Because um, we had Tim Rosovich uh, two episodes back. Right, right. And then uh, Elie Baskin, Baskin yeah. yeah. And we're going to get uh, the Prisoner of Conscience back next season. Oh, right, yeah. For Hell Week? Or, yeah, Hell Week. Yeah. yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, but this was, I think it was an okay episode. Mm-hmm. I think it, it was um, at least on par with Prisoner of Conscience, probably yeah, for me. Yeah, I'd say. Prisoner of Conscience has a good moments. Although, it may, maybe it's a little bit more muddled with having the two halves of the episode. Yeah. But um, But it still plays out okay. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for this yeah. one. Um, yeah, if you have any thoughts you want to share on this or future episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast or on our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week when we kick off season three. Season three. Um, with a two-parter. This is our first two-parter. Um, and this is all shot in Vancouver. And uh, it's called Lost Love. So uh, I think even though uh, it's technically one story arc, we'll be doing two episodes for the two parts of the Mm -hmm. episode. So um, next week we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 1, Lost Love Part 1. Cool. Thanks for listening.